episode about uh, the Ted Hurley, the uh, Murray-Darling race, the 110. Uh, I thought it was a really cute way to talk about uh, the the history behind the name, the branding of the Ted Hurley and how it came about. So with me today, I've got Clint Cartwright and Luke uh, Totland. And Luke, please apologise my enunciation of that name. Just wanted to talk to you after seeing a post on Facebook just recently, before Christmas actually, about the boat recovery. And one of our um, major partners, of course, our, our good mate um, who designed the On The Rope podcast logo, uh, he, Hayden Everett, uh, had a bit to do with um, re- rebadging the boat for you, I understand. So welcome, gents. Welcome. Good to see you. So what's the history of the boat? How did, how did this come about and this refresh idea? Tell me a bit about, you know, what, what was behind it, Clint. Um, well, it's probably a bit of a, a long-winded story, mate, but I can uh, make it short and sweet. But um, we actually, well, my family, my old man actually owned the boat in, uh, I think we purchased it when I was uh, only an early teen in about mid-1993 off the uh, Branson family, who still have a bit to do with ski racing, obviously. And um, they actually purchased it off off the Hurley family. So we had the boat. Um, my old man actually ran it with limited success only a couple of times, but it actually turned out to be just a sort of social family boat, which is probably a little bit over the top. But um, yeah, we we actually, so the old man owned the boat, ran it a couple of times, and uh, I think we sold it off in about 2003 again to uh, Mark Johnson, actually, who who has ran, and uh, he's actually married to Ted Hurley's uh, daughter, Jenny. So they they brought it back into the family, I guess, and and ran it with a, a bit of success. Um, after that, mate, I, I sort of lost track of the boat, probably uh, for a good probably six or eight years, and then uh, reached out sort of one day just through Facebook and socials and just asked a question, like if anyone sort of knew where the boat was, just sort of was interested to see where it ended up. And obviously I was a little bit older then and uh, sort of had a little bit of a sort of, I guess... I oh, know I just you know how people sort of they end up sort of having a bit of uh what's the word sentimental sort of reasons and just sort of tried to reach out and see where it was long story short ended up tracking it down up in Queensland the fella had it up there sort of showed him a few photos of it when we had it and stuff and backwards and forwards and uh I think uh, late 2013 he actually said that uh he was going to move the boat on and uh one thing led to another I ended up back with the boat so back in the family after a solid 10 10 years um sat on the boat for a couple of years and uh look mate we we followed we followed the southern 80 and i've been going since i was you know early teens and and loved all the the boats and and all that and probably at the time didn't realize sort of the the sort of stature of of recovery itself i guess uh when i got it back it had sort of had a wrap job as recovery we ran it for a couple of years in uh, 2017, formed a team just to get out on the water. It was always a, a bit of a, you know, a bit of a, a thing that I wanted to sort of do and to actually get out there. And I guess with the the guys that are, the guys that sort of ski beyond us, we formed a bit of a team and did a, a solid two years of, of running just in 70 mile an hour class. But 
I was uh, forever just getting hounded, you know, like, and just interested people like, oh, it's so great to see the boat back out on the water and stuff. And sort of then probably dug a little bit deeper into the history and, and sort of who Ted Hurley was and uh, realised that, you know, maybe he's obviously a, a bit of a legend of the sport. And I think from all accounts that I've ever sort of, I never knew him personally, but uh, all accounts, mate, he's an absolute gentleman of the sport, I guess. So, uh yeah, sort of two years of running it, I sort of decided that we, the team wanted to go a little bit quicker and, you know, they were sort of outphasing Avgas and stuff and it's a, a big old angry boat. So I ended up with another boat. So we, we, I picked up another boat and sort of sat that on the, on the side for a bit. And then uh, it sat there for probably a good year and a half, two years. And then I thought, you know what, you know, everyone really loves the boat, love seeing it out there. And I thought, what better bay to sort of, you know, sort of get it back out there. I thought, well, let's strip it down and, and see. I've, I've collated probably in excess of a couple hundred photos of it, just old old photos, and uh, thought, you know, let's let's do something people enjoy to see it. So let's uh, do a someone, you know, a bit of a legacy to sort of Ted Hurley, I guess. So that's when uh, Luke Luke sort of was involved. I uh, got onto Luke through uh, a sort of informal group we've got going on. Um, social media facebook the everingham owners group just put the feelers out and end up with luke's number and then uh he came over for a look uh early 2021 and i guess the rest is history from there it's it's how it sits is is how it is now hopefully it's a uh, you know sort of it's the yeah i mean I'm, I, I guess i'm sort of just we'd restored it basically just to sort of maybe just uh I don't know, a fitting tribute, I guess, for a, a legend of the sport, I guess. That's probably the easiest way to say it. Yeah, that's a, it's a really good story. Um, and a lot of the people that I know in ski racing and particularly around the Mildura area um, where I grew up, yeah. um, of course, the name is synonymous um, and, and known up there. And, and a lot of them, you know, I think of um, the McGlynn family and I think of um, even people like Craig Harper talk a lot, and, and for that matter, Hayden Everett, Often the conversations I have with him is about, oh, we should be looking and talking about all these older boats that have been going around and whatever. So it's really fantastic to see it and it looks really trick. So, Luke, what did you have to do to get the boat back up to the specs it's at now? Well, as Clint said, I went and had a look at it and it had quite a few uh, sort of war wounds and scratches and gouges and chips because it's been a race boat its whole life, yeah? Um, so... Yeah, we agreed that we're going to paint the whole boat again and um, top to bottom, front to back. So, yeah, Clint stripped it out mostly, got it down the shop and we set to work on repairing it. And, um, yeah, the laborious job of sanding and more sanding and painting and that sort of thing. And, um, yeah, we managed to pull it off pretty well, I think. And there's a massive amount of hours in the like in the, the tape out, the lines are tapered and curved in the same spot. So, yeah, massive amounts of hours to get it to that point. And then once it was painted, it was like, it's pretty obvious that, well, we need to go all the way now. Yeah. <laughs> and the boat, yeah, it's being the iconic boat it has, it is with a significant history. Um, it survived that this long as it was. So, yeah, um, as Clint said, it was just fitting and a given that, it was yeah through the whole thing yeah and so um you know you talk hours and hours like rough number 100 hours oh there's probably 250 hours in the paint yeah and tell me what's your, what's your history with ski racing you obviously know about it and, and 
involvement. I, I, I don't have met you before. No, I was I was born into a boating family, water skiing, social skiing, um, and as I got older, yeah, circuit boat racing, ski racing. Obviously, everyone goes to Southern eighty and loves it. Yeah, um, my brother Maddie, he's younger than me. He's skied before, uh, ski raced, and he's building a boat. So that's just sort of how we got into it, you know. Yeah, um, just yeah, just the love of the sport and passion for it. So yeah, and and tell me. Um, was there then a focus on the engine? Did that need much work? Uh, it, it didn't, but, uh, yeah, I, once we sort of, like Luke said, we got to that stage, I was thought, well, there's no sort of doing this sort of half-baked now. So it was a, a full brand-new bottom end, effectively, so a long motor, and then uh, all the top end is still the original, so the, the original Fisher Supercharger and all that sort of stuff that was on it back in, in 87, I guess, when it won the Southern 80. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, tell me, what's what's where's the boat at now? What what's what's your intent to to do with it in the future? Um, look, mate. To be honest, to, to see it in the flesh, I, I don't, I've got take a million photos of it, and it probably doesn't really do it that much justice. It's uh, it's that immaculate that I'd be almost hesitant to put it back in the water. To be honest, so look, I'm I'm still involved in ski racing. We're doing a sportsman's class this year in a in another boat, and. Uh, Look, mate, I'll, I'll probably reach out to the uh, the ski club, Mildura and stuff, and maybe just take it there for, for other people to enjoy, I guess. That would be that would be awesome. I'm sure there'd be plenty of people up there that would love to, to look at it. I remember uh, at the 80 a few years back, they had a few of the old boats. It was an anniversary of some description, and and uh, it created quite a bit of interest both uh, at the show and shine and also on the actual event days, and people pouring over these old boats from, from time past. So that's awesome to hear. Um, and tell me, uh, what, what's what's the team? What boat are you running for the current season? What's so uh, yeah, this season we've got. A, I picked up a, a big twenty-one foot uh, racecraft, formerly known as uh, Reactor Lance Heathcote. So uh, yeah, he uh, he actually built the engine for recovery again, and yeah, we we had a bit of a chat prior to sort of. Uh, retiring recovery about you know changing engine combos and I just didn't feel comfortable about running all new technology in an old school boat so one thing led to another and it was just a funny timing that uh, he was going to move on his boat so we've uh, we've I've purchased that Uh, we've only had very sort of limited runs at the moment obviously we've had COVID interruptions and and all the rest of it but uh, I renamed it uh, Recovered just keep with the uh, recovery theme. So, yeah, I'm sure you'll see us out on the water there in uh, sportsman's class. That's bloody awesome. That is really good news. So tell me, Luke, do you want more work? Have you got, um, you you would like people to approach you if they've got this sort of project in front of them? Yeah, well, that's pretty much the reason I started the business like full-time. I used to be part-time after hours and we went full-time and I was very lucky to get, um, to meet Clint and get the opportunity to do that boat. So that's that's what we'd like to do. Okay. And, yeah. So good time for a plug for you. How do people get hold of you? What's your... Okay. So it's Midnight Restos. Um, we've got Facebook. We've got Instagram. You'll find all our details there. So just, yeah, give us a call. Um, send us a message. And we, we do it all from mild to wild, from the 40s up to about 2,000. So service repairs, restorations. But, yeah, what, what we've done with Clint, and uh, recovery is what we love to do. 
yeah, that's awesome, Matt. I'm really, really wrapped in it and, and really, really pleased to see that. And I'm, I love hearing about this. So we'll put up uh, some details in the show notes um, for um, on the Facebook page for you so people know how to get hold of you. Worst case scenario, Clint, you're well known in the sport. So, mate, uh, I'm sure you'd be happy to hand on the details. And, of course, people know Lance pretty well. He's very well known in the ski racing circles. Um, so... That's fantastic. Um, I'm really pleased to um, you could come in and give us a bit of information about it. Thank you so much for turning up today. I do look forward to seeing you up at Mildura. And uh, thank you again for joining us on the road. No probs. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Next up, an update on the Ted Hurley. But before that, a reminder about the SRA loyalty program. You might have heard in our last live broadcast on, on the road Facebook page uh, live program uh, Dave and Bishow talking about the SRA loyalty program. This new program, the information will be uh, out on the SRA page very, very shortly, I reckon before the running of the Ted Hurley. It's a membership program available to all members of SRA. So go to the webpage, look for the introductory information. As an SRA member, you get access to discounts on purchases for fuel, for groceries, electrical, flights, accommodation, and many, many more things including our own Coldies, Tobars and Bull Bars uh, sponsors and Savage Force. They have web pages that are aligned to this program. Links will be up on the SRA page within the next week with our own SRA branding for the loyalty program available to all SRA members. Information about what to do next. Now, on with the show. A special interview with the uh, president of Mildura Ski Club, Jeff Thompson, on the running of the 2022 Murray-Darling 110 Ted Early Ski Racing Classic. Saturday 22nd, Sunday 23rd, January 2022. Welcome, Jeff. Hi, Tim. How are you? I am really uh, pumped up, actually. I am so excited to think our first ski racing classic back in my hometown, um, Mildura, um, out of Wentworth into Mildura, I should say, with uh, using the Murray and the Darling, a great, great event uh, that's becoming very much a big fixture on the calendar. So tell me, what are the latest uh, conditions, Jeff? Yeah, well, um, I, I guess we've uh, struggled with a number of things. Obviously, the sport struggled with COVID, Tim, and this latest Omicron outbreak uh, certainly makes you a bit nervous. But um, the race is going ahead despite that. Um, our club's view is that we'll go ahead till we're told we can't. Um, so we obviously, as every club does in the next month or two, is liaising with state, state and local governments on that one. So... Um, at this stage, no impediments. In, in fact, um, the New South Wales Premier was quite uh, adamant in a press conference early last, late last week. Um, all events to go ahead, you know. Um, so he's that's we draw you know great um, great comfort from that, and knowing that we can you know, barge ahead and put this on. Um, so not without our other challenges. The the Darling River and the Murray River have had significant water in them in the last few months. The Darling's just started to, to pick up again now, but we're in that window where we can see what the flow is going to be out of Wentworth on uh, on the particular weekend, a week or so out. So, um, yeah, we're good to go in the Darling. We had a, a contingency to go out into the Murray and start, um, for all those who are familiar with the river behind the old hospital there, or well, not the old hospital, the current Wentworth hospital. So, um, but no, we think we're good. Um there's a flow meter at Batundi, which um, has levelled out. Batundi is halfway between Pooncare and Mildura, and that that gives us an eight-day window of what's going to happen in the Wentworth. So on that front, good to go. Um, and, of course, sporting-wise, it, it was always an issue with the numbers, uh, Tim. You know, 
the hesitancy of getting back in the sport and the hesitancy of people to travel still. Um, but we're seeing pretty good numbers. So the Ted Hurley's range between 80 is the lowest to about 110 boats. Um, we're at 60 at the moment. Nice. Um, with a few more entries to come in. So we're pretty satisfied with that, um, given that, you know, the change of date and the location a week out from... Uh, a week out from kids going back to school, etc. So, and of course, there is this uncertainty with Omicron floating around. But it's good to come on the show. We've had a lot of questions about whether we're on or off. Um, uh, so certainly, it's uh, been pretty hot uh, over the last week with a few bits and pieces. People making comments. Oh, mate, it's um, this week in Mildura is forty plus degrees, but that's normally not an issue. But it's humid with it. It was eighteen percent humidity yesterday, and. Uh, so hopefully that's washed away before we... Um, of course, you're in the factory there this morning, uh, getting the machines all wound up. It's not helping with that, the heat in the... the no, nah, well, as I just said to you before we started, I've finally conned the staff into starting early in the morning. So, yeah, it's pretty early in the morning, but um, hopefully we get get it done just after lunch. But, yeah, it's... Um, it's a, it, When you get these heat lows, they're just, you know, the, the humidity is the killer, yeah. Sure. So conditions, your expectations, I mean, we're a little bit, um, a couple of weeks out. What, what's your expectation? Still going to be pretty warm. Um, and the first event back, so, you know, uh, competitors' um, expectations for them and, and things that we need to know, like briefings. Um, you got in, info on that yet? Yeah, so um, we like to do the briefing um, at the Kumiela Club. Um, that is probably the one question mark over the whole event at the moment. Um, we're just liaising with the club, which is their major sponsor, about uh, whether they want two or 300 people in the auditorium. If not, we will probably conduct it outside somewhere in, in the shade and do it pretty quickly. But the message, again, it hasn't changed, even though this is the first event of the year. The Ted Hurley is a different event in terms of the skiers do that full 50Ks on the Saturday and turn around and do 100, and well, actually 108 on the Sunday. Um, so we always send out that message to manager skiers. Never more important than this year, uh, because of the uh, because of the nature of this being the first event, and we've really only had a couple of uh, minor point scores prior to this. So uh, it's about managing your skiers to get up and back uh, and up and back safely. Is the is I guess the message and the message that I know the team at the SRA board are putting out there. Most definitely, um, we want competitors to come up, enjoy being back together, competing, but competing with the, the fun and, you know, that, that, uh, that looking after each other that definitely exists in ski racing, something that I certainly feel very much part of our sport. So um, we've got briefings sorted. We still think we're going to end, uh, start, start in the Darling, which I always enjoy. It's such a good spot to start from. I, I, it's, it's a spectacle, and for people to be able to get up close and personal, there's only a few races in the in our calendar where you can actually really do that as close to the river. Um, Grafton, you, you're on the bank and you're close, but you're not quite as close as this. Mm-hmm. Um, I do recall uh, the the uh, race over in Murray Bridge used to be like that when we used to compete there. Um, you would literally stand on the bank and watch these guys get out and do their stuff. It's awesome. So um, uh, expectations are, are pretty high. You've got some good numbers. And I do know, um, just to point to everybody, that the SRA uh, people in the background on um, memberships are working really, really high. They have started really rolling in now. Uh, so I've been talking to the, the team up there, yep. and that's really exciting as well. So we're all really set to go. 
Um, any last-minute uh, instructions, just uh, keep an eye on Facebook, Jeff? Yeah, so um, Facebook's social media, our website's the one. Um, we've purposefully um, tried to cut costs on this event, knowing that probably we're going to be down at the numbers we are, and that's the way it's turned out to be. So um, so we're not putting out a program this year. Um, that's always a, a negative cost to the club. Um, we obviously uh, changed the, the format of the entries. Um, so if you haven't got your entry in yet, um, we will take entries. We keep taking them basically up to the last moment. We try not to chop any classes and we, we generally, with the Ted Hurley in particular, uh, run one or two in a, in a class if we have to. That's We just accept that and do that. It's um, just to give everybody a run. So that's that's our philosophy. We just want everyone to come down and have some fun, Tim. Um, nothing really else. Just the, the, There's been a bit of chatter around about, you know, is it on, is it off? And so definitely on. Um, you know, obviously we've faced a, a few challenges and continue to, and hopefully um, hopefully this Omicron thing peaks out in the next week or two. We're seeing that now. There's some minor restrictions come back on, but that won't that obviously won't affect the race. Um, the, the other thing is that the river might be in the Darling slightly high. Um, the, more, the, the concern for us more is not about the height of the river or the flow in the river, but um, the amount of debris in the river. And because it's been flowing for so long, um, the, the Murray's actually dropped down the flow in that, so that's not an issue. Um, but the Darling's been flowing for a couple of months, so hopefully um, we've been keeping an eye on that. We're putting extra... Per, precautions in place to make sure reeds and they get those big clumps of reeds and bits and pieces so it's clean that's our our main concern um so yeah we're, we're i think we're pretty set um hopefully for the first event for two years tim yeah well congratulations to you and your committee it's been um really really encouraging to see uh the social media aspect of of the majura club with knowing that this was the first one and and Good on you for putting your name into the into the ring to take it on. Thank you so much for joining this morning. I look forward to catching up with you on the, over the weekend and uh, watch this space for uh, the next uh, iteration of uh, On The Rope podcast live feed we've got coming up uh, uh, at the end of January to give us an update on how this race went. Thanks very much, Jeff. Thanks, team. Have a good day. This episode of On The Road was brought to you by Coldies, Bull Bars and Tow Bars, Savage Force and Automation and Robotics Services. It was produced by Boris the Boxer Productions in conjunction with Bisho Media 